Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Money Making Mothers, where I'm joined by Laura from Financial Wellness Platform, and she runs the business with her sister whilst being a mother as well. So thank you very much, love, for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Carla. So tell me then, obviously, I know you're in a similar industry to me, so I'm very interested. What is it in a nutshell to people listening? What do you do? So Financial started off as an Instagram account, like many other accounts in the personal finance space. It was created anonymously, like who likes to share their views on money at first. So it was like a lot of quotes back in 2018 and has developed into, I guess, a bit of a movement. So I kind of like to be direct when I speak about finances and money. It might, I'm a qualified lawyer, not a qualified financial advisor. So I think that brings something fresh to it. I think that people, especially women, feel overwhelmed by the amount of money content out there. And yeah. there's so much information that you end up doing nothing. And I think that's where, yeah, we really sit and thrive. And, and so it's led from an Instagram account into actually yeah, a financial wellness platform where we give people support and we give people a bit of community and it can help each other um, and some money management tools to just get much better with your money and do really, really special things with it. So how have you gone from being a lawyer to this? I've no idea. Some days I wish I was going back and earning a lot more money. But I think when you get really passionate about something and you want to try and fix something, you can't get it out of your head. You know, you love lots of people in your community, like wanting to start businesses and wanting to do something different. And that was me. I was really senior in a business and and um, really enjoyed running a business. But I never had this like idea and I actually didn't really want to start a business. I just liked being in one. So I, I was a lawyer and then I went in-house to work at a really big wonderful travel company really enjoyed it um but I just couldn't get this out of my head I couldn't get my head out of my head that I think the traditional finance system is broken when it comes to women and so if you think about my job it's taking something quite complex as a lawyer and trying to make it more simple for my clients or for my boss who was the company I worked for so that's what I guess I try to do accidentally with money which is take all this like male jargon or complicated insular words and make it understandable so that people especially women can make decisions and I guess that's what where you come in as in your role because it's with the so alienated that there's a massive space and opportunity for people like us to to help people so yeah that's who knows why I why I'm not L Woods anymore walking to law school but um but it was all part of the journey I learned so much being a lawyer and I think it's really set me up for you know founding a, a business that's gonna you know help lots of people how did it come about though like where how, how did this did you think right where did it the passion start from so I would say being shit with money. Um, so being a 22 year old law graduate who was quite privileged, if you think, even though, you know, northerner from Wigan, but parents paid for uh, university for me. I did take on student loans because everyone told me to. I took on credit cards because Martin Lewis said that not percent's great. And I really wanted to get rich. Like I wanted to get rich. Everyone, everyone 2022, when you've no kids and you've got the world ahead of you, you want to make money. And but then I moved into Manchester and started my law job and I was like, oh, I deserve this like new wardrobe. And then I want to go to the best gym. And then I, Thursday night champagne drinks and you just suddenly yeah. enter this world where you spend you spend everything you've got. You spend yeah. everything you have. And then suddenly, like a couple of years later, you know, I had an unplanned pregnancy. and I was like, what? oh my god I'm responsible for someone else now this fun and living the high life is that what it was like I've literally nothing to show for it other than a couple of nice 
skirts and handbags <laughs> and I was in negative equity I uh, uh, um, negative net worth I'd out opted out of my pension because I was like I'll do that when I earn more money all the wrong things so long story short I was like I need to get my shit together and I started on a 10-year journey I guess in learning about finance trying to understand it reading me loads of books listening to loads of uh, there wasn't as many po podcasts back then but listening to loads of um people speak on YouTube and stuff yeah. and eventually kind of came to this point where there's so much content that actually let me just do one thing at a time so at first I focused on building a little bit of an emergency fund because I was always going in my overdraft and then my next stage when I got out of that was right I'm going to get rid of this debt because what I realized was all the different bits of credit card and phone finance and car loan uh, was was taken from my income every time that payment went out there was nothing left at the end so yeah. I decided to it's, research it's methods really and easy though isn't it like how many oh. how many people are living like that and not even realizing they're getting themselves into a vicious cycle because everybody else does Carla, that's normal. That's the you know, society pushes debt on us. That's one of the things we talk about financial. Like it's so that everyone's obsessed with promoting it to you. But then when you are in debt, then it's something to be ashamed of. And it's really wrong. And so I think I just started to do things one at a time. And then suddenly got my head above water. Then suddenly had spare cash. Then suddenly saved a house deposit. And it all came from doing one thing at a time. So that's where my interest in money came in because I suddenly realized this works. And then my friends did it. And then my family did it. And they're all following this kind of yeah nine step process to be you know what we would call financially well and so my goal is to get this methodology to as many people especially women and couples you know and families as as, as possible because there's proof in the pudding it works yeah but it's amazing though isn't it especially when when you've got passion for something that you've actually gone through and done yourself like that just makes it that little bit sweeter that you've been there you've done it and you know that it can work it's just getting out there to make people aware of how they can do it because you're definitely right that winds me up massively it's this my, me and my friend were talking about the other week she's a mortgage broker and she said it's hilarious the way as a society we're like trained to feel as if credit card debt is such like a big shame but you know you say oh I'll pay 500 pound a month for me for me Range Rover that's that's cool and that's fine but it's exactly the same thing it's debt credit card debt, Range Rover, more, it's all the same type of thing. It's just that it's glamorized in a different way. And it's so bad. It's so bad. It really is. I mean, you go to ASOS on checkout and tell me how different, how many different options you've got now. Mm -hmm. Like I suspect you'd have regular, like Apple Pay, Google Pay, PayPal, Klarna, Klarna you know, you'd dangerous. have a million different ways. And like, but they push that on you to convert, and then later it's oh, you're in debt. Well, you should probably pay down your debt so that you can. How much have you got on your plan? The plan, scary. How many people do you know though? Like me included. Like it's funny, even when you have the money to do it, there's this like, like I could. There's been plenty of times where I could have bought what I've bought on Asos just out of my own money, but because I've got mm -hmm. a planner account, I'm like, well. I don't have to pay for it. If I don't keep it, like it doesn't fit, I can send it back and it's not. And it's like so easy to fall into that, like trap of getting into debt without even needing to sometimes. So buy now, pay later. Yeah, you could invite me onto a, a full separate podcast we could do on on buy now, pay later. I think in summary, and actually, if people are listening to this and go back through our old Instagram. Um, uh, feed tomorrow at the time we're recording this we're doing a big 
information on buy now pay later so the lawyer in me goes to look at the annual reports of these companies because i want to understand especially when some of them are the buying and selling each other they're gonna float they're gonna want yeah. like you know massive massive books because they're making millions off us all um they they look i look at what they put in the annual reports as to how they say they make money because people think that you know, Klarna, lay by afterpay, they're all the same. So, you know, I won't single any out. They think that they're okay and it's a good thing. But then when you look at the data, the average basket spend of a Klarna user is 68% higher. And and they don't, and it's and it's and if you think about it, what happens is the way that let's take ASOS. So ASOS have a relationship with Klarna and um ASOS Klarna makes seven percent of the sale which is high, but it's um, it's a payment processing fee and it's also a, uh, a conversion fee. So ASOS go, all right, I'm going to give you 7% because I know the basket value is going to be 68. So we give you seven, I'm still 61% better off. And yeah. yes, some people may return some things, but not often. It's very easy. It's very easy to use um, after buy now, pay later services to buy more than you probably would anyway. And it's a vicious cycle. You know, I know people that used to work at Wonga and stuff and they moved wow, to yeah, So it's, a, it's, it's that. It's not that, yeah. you know, it absolutely doesn't cost you any more money if you make the payments. It's, it, it, it's a really good ease of use. But we're all spending. We saw that the annual reports say we spend more money and we spend more regularly because we're yeah. more likely to go back and go back yeah. and go back. So actually, the yeah. thing is, you're not actually spending it, are you? That's the thing. When you break it down, you're not actually yeah. spending the money until... It's got what you want. It's over and done, and then shit. I've actually got to pay for it now, and then it's too. You're too far deep. It's it is yeah. bad. I think it's really good. I think what you're doing and the concept you've got is is amazing. And and breaking arm off and breaking things down and making it simple. Like that's the problem. Is that ninety nine percent of the time people are doing things wrong because simply because they don't understand it and the information isn't available to to correct it. So hats off to you. I think it's class. Um, how. How have you managed? So, in terms of family life, like, what did you, were you already a mother when you started the business, or was that afterwards? Like, what? How did that fall in? I was. So, I've got a ten-year-old and a three-year-old, and yeah, the pandemic's been particularly stressful for the three-year-old in terms of she was one when it started, and now she's three. But for the ten-year-old, having to help out and placate and keep entertained and make sure that she's just not on Minecraft and Roblox all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that so we, we I went full time in the business to kind of launch it and take it to its next phase in March. So I've always had to juggle childcare, full time work and then working on this in the evenings. It's a little easier oh, yeah. now, but working from home really oh, it's hard to create boundaries at home isn't it because you know the toys are at my feet as you're on a call with someone and kids probably going to walk in and say they're going to be hungry in a minute and I think everyone's just learning to ease up a bit on hiding children from the fact that we're working mothers yeah. and accept that someone may crawl on your knee and it's not too bad how about you it's been um I, I started I had the three of them when I started the business like I've always worked I've always worked full-time uh, been at uni full-time and work and work part-time like I've always since I've had the kids I've always done quite a lot of working hours but the business I started when Alba my youngest was a just un, just just under a year old um, and she's three now and it's the only thing I struggle with with the kids is I love it because you can you've got more flexibility you can do more in terms of your personal life but it's, the, it's like you said that's the boundaries it's knowing like 
when to stop work and knowing that you need to turn your phone off because it's so easy. Like you're not driving to an office and sitting there and when you finish your clock off, it's like a constant 24 seven thing. And especially when you're passionate about something, it's hard to, it's hard to flip your brain from non-work to being a mom. It really is. I mean, there's a really good book called deep work. I can't remember who it's by, but you'll be able to find it on Amazon. And I like that book. I'm, I'm probably going to dig it out and, and read it again as we like. I love a good, love a good book recommendation absolutely love it well it's called deep work we'll find out who it's by but it's about that focus time and and what I find and actually in the from September we're going to have an office space in Manchester city center which is a, it was it was um we applied for it. it was it was free to support startups so we're certainly not paying for it it's oh, amazing. but it there's something about deep work which is beginning and end and turning off your phone and sitting and doing whether it's your blog post or your content creation or your or making if you're a creator or whatever it is and and keeping that to a, a fixed minimum like three to four hours of deep work is, is it Cal, is it Cal Newport yes that's it Newport so doing like three to four hours of what we call deep work is much more effective than nine hours of dabbling oh, and that even yeah. goes for social because I don't know about you like when you're on your own social account you know you can be commenting all the time you can be creating all the time you can be finding new accounts to kind of follow and vibe with but if you do that during dribs and drabs throughout the day what I've learned from social media managers is actually if you give it a power hour you, you can still be authentic and engage and grow, but you don't have to be on all the time. And yeah. if you're in the post office, you checking your notifications, the notifications will be there in at your, at your power hour. So I, I think that's going to be something that I'm really going to revisit and come back to because you just get so much more effective when you, yeah, you just you focus. You're busy doing periods. nothing though, don't you? Like you, you feel like <laughs> you're busy and you're doing stuff, but so many times, like literally it's, it's funny, like I've been, I haven't, I haven't had a, um, I took two weeks off from everything. Like I had two weeks off from work, two weeks off from the podcast and I absolutely shat myself because I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to stop and it's going to not work and I'm going to come back to loads of shit. And it was the absolute opposite. Like I came back and you know, when you're proper fired up and you're like, right, you can see things clear, more clearly because when I look back over the last, probably the last 10 weeks, I've just been busy making life harder and, and and like not being constructive and not not giving it like you say there like doing two hours of solid work instead of doing five hours of I'll do 10 minutes here or I'll do 20 minutes this or I'll ring that client and not actually feeling like you've actually accomplished anything it's put it's true it's, but it's it's so hard in it to stick to those boundaries that's the thing it's, it's keeping it so you, like it's strict and it's regimented where you don't go off on old habits Definitely. No, it is hard, it, but it's certainly, I think as a mother, we're, we're trying to do four things at once. And so giving ourselves a little bit of a break and giving ourselves the opportunity to do one thing at a time. And then, like you said, being brave to step away. I think a lot of content creators, not necessarily in the money space, but have stepped away from Instagram in August. And we, we, we're thinking of taking next August off the whole month like already because it's, you know, the bulk of the summer holidays is August. And, yeah. you know, there's not many people online anyway. And, you know, you could do 400 posts, but why, you know, what? what value and what foreign are you feeling it so I think yeah time off I can imagine you had a, a good boost and, and you're up for it oh, when it was you amazing back. you know honest and I, I said the same thing my husband I said next next year I'm taking the whole of August off I'm, I might do like uh admin catch up on a Monday or something you know like that is as much as it's as much as it's hard work and it's an absolute graft running your own business you have to also grab the benefits of it while you can like 
the benefits are if I want to take a month off I can like and, and yeah. like I think there's a lot of people again especially mothers who feel guilty for, for, for not always being a million miles an hour and not always multitasking sometimes you need to do now to sit down and chill and like re- regroup and be back to like just being a mom or just sitting I watched Handmaid's Tale right I have not watched any form of series for ages and I was addicted to it and I it felt so nice to like just watch something that was just just because I wanted to watch it not because I thought I need to read this book or I want to listen to this because it's motivational I just I watched something because I was enjoying it and it did me the world of good whereas normally in a in a busy frame of mind I'd have been like that's a waste of time that's too much time wasted I could be doing this I could be doing that me too loved it and I'm the only one in my family that likes it so it's my thing like sometimes if I want to go up to a different bedroom and watch it on my own with no children or husband talking to me or the phone dinging I can I you know and I think you're right I think that we we did a we're talking about self-care with some of the girls that we worked with a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about fiction reading I can't tell you the last time I read a non-business non-personal development book and it kind of struck me as we should encourage more of that because that's where your ideas come from as well, from culture and from the real world, not just, well, not the real world, but, you know, daydreaming in an imagination world. And from being yourself. I know that sounds a bit like corny, but it's true. Like you forget sometimes that's how I felt like I've been in the past. Now I look back on it with like clear eyes. I feel like I, I haven't, I haven't put enough time into just being happy in what I want to do rather than like doing too much of the business side. There's, it's a constant, I feel as if anyone who's in business is on a constant battle of trying to manage everything, like spinning plates, basically. And you, yeah. sometimes you're going to drop them and you have to start again. Like, and there's no there's no shame in that, especially when you've got kids and you're shotting that into the mix as well. So is it is it for you in terms of like juggling motherhood, do you find it a struggle or like the mam guilt? Like what, how do you feel like day to day? How do you manage it? I think I was raised by like two working parents and I was, I, they inspired me quite a lot, you know, the, from, from, from nothing to, to working quite hard. And sometimes that meant my mum spending three weeks at a time in Australia, Australia, America. Um, and then she'd come home for weeks, so, you know, and that, that wasn't our whole ha- childhood, but it made me understand that work's important as well and that we're still fine and that you get looked after really, really well. And um, it can, you know, bring, you can, not just bring you nice things, but it can um, grow you. You know, my mum worked her way up through from a secretary to quite a senior project manager role. And it, it, it really inspired me. And it's made me, with my children, let them see me work. Mummy's working and I do get my working time. Now, if I said that all the time, that's the wrong balance. I absolutely don't. Um, I also have a really supportive partner. Um, I think he's got OCD, so... Uh, it's not diagnosed but it's like always on it and so there's always stuff kind of being sorted and being done just just generally so I absolutely have a, a really really good teammate and I think that's really important I think I've got friends who do not have that support and it's not yeah. fair you know as, as women we can't do everything you have to divide and conquer and then I find that if we divide stuff up with the kids and divide stuff up with like house chores and stuff we get time together as well whereas if one of us is doing more than the other it's not very fair so I think it's really important that children see us working, even if it's working on like a passion project, like painting or writing a book or getting fit. Like if, I think it's okay for them to see us not just being a mum, but being us because yeah. you can lose.
lose yourself in your kids you really, really can and and it, it also on the flip side makes that quality time really cool because you're not doing that all the time so you just you you go all in so I think we've been really lucky with you know circumstances in the environment that we're in but I do love running my own business I love not having to ring someone and say can I go to the school play yeah. um I love if someone's poorly like the stuff in the business that other people can take the slack and that's good if you're on your own I can imagine that's really difficult but as we said before the world doesn't stop because you take two weeks off work it really yeah. doesn't whereas mm-hmm. your employment sometimes I don't know I find that you put in work before your family because you're worried about what people think sometimes I know and anyone who is like listening who, who has uh, that's probably the main thing if I go back two years ago I'd, I'd tell myself two years ago, like there's, there's nothing's going to happen if you take two weeks off. Nothing's going to, not nothing bad's going to happen. Like went away last week and I, I removed for the first time ever removed, you know, like my, you know, your, your work emails from your, app, like from my app. So I wasn't getting any work. <gasps> Did you? Oh my God. It was the best thing I've ever done because you can't <laughs> help. But when an email comes through, it's like, it's an addiction. Like I, I need to open it. I need to, I need to look at it. And I, did, I couldn't because it wasn't there. And it was the best thing ever, you know. It was amazing. And I come back and all I had was good news. I had like 40 emails and <laughs> all of it was like, apart from like social media stuff, apart from that, it was all good. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell? Have I been shitting myself for for the last two years? Like, take a break. <laughs> so it's all right. Um, where do you see, like, what ideally, where do you see the business going? Like, what's your, what, what's your goal? Like, five years, like, what, what would you like to achieve? So five years. So at the moment, God, it's such a busy time. So we are um, launching an app in a couple of weeks. And the reason for that is our product is uh, the financial playbook, which is a PDF, you know, and you can buy an Excel spreadsheet if you want, and it helps you manage your money. And we've had, you know, about 400 people go through that and to see the impact it's had on people that literally as if it's like a slimming world or a couch to 5k, some people, especially women just want to be told what to do and it's kind of that stage pre pre financial advice you know it doesn't product push in there it doesn't um it doesn't step into the realms and stuff that we're not qualified to speak to it's just if you do these things in this order you will feel much more yeah. financially well but what we realized was you know it's a book so like like anything people don't finish it people put it down they don't carry on and we weren't collecting data and I just had this thing where I think it needs to be an app because I think it needs to be a little bit of education in there. But the budget tracker is in an app form, not in an Excel. A lot of people don't don't handle Excel that well. And it's crap on the go, isn't it? You can't yeah, really do yeah, it on your phone. And then we really wanted to give people really inspiring content, you know, why you should why you should protect your family, you know, with life insurance and make sure you've got a will in place, why you should make sure that you're looking after your self-care, top tips for being better with your clothing budget, loads of different things. So it all came together in this product. So yeah, that's going to be ready in a couple of weeks, um, which is really exciting. How two girls from Wigan have built, built an app that's going to be in the app store. Don't ask me. I'm not really sure how we've done it, but complete. It's going to be cool to see. I've got the test one on my phone and I just love pressing the button and opening up an app next to Skype and next to Spotify is the financial app. But hopefully what we'll do is we'll get data as well, Carla, to see if people are progressing on their plan. So like if you were Slimming World, you can see that people are losing weight. We want to see that people are paying down debt and growing their savings and investments. So in five years time, especially for like people who want to like buy the first house and things. So oh, completely. I mean, the, the top three goals of our community are buy a home, become debt free and start investing. And so 
the easy way you do those things is get better with your money and it starts with tiny tiny steps so hopefully I'd like to say in five years time that you know we have you know thousands if not you know a million women especially but people doing this plan and working this plan to the point that they don't need us anymore and and maybe even internationally as well you know especially western countries that have problems with consumer debt like like we do and that have a housing market which is a bit difficult hopefully um you people will know I, I want women to think financial when they think money and I don't I think, think there's I, a female I, honestly, money brand I, that. I really do because I think literally all I'm thinking now is I know loads of people who've the, the goal like you're basically the prequel to the to the debt recovery not like when you go like to that step yes it's like so when you, when you we're gonna we're gonna help you give us you give us what you spend this is what we'll do this is what we'll budget we'll help you pay it back you're basically saying we're gonna stop you from getting to that point use this first and you'll never be in that position like it's, it's I, I wish that's bang on color I wish step change would say and they, they're really really good and they do help with basic budgeting but I would be like could you just give us our that you know our plan's going to end up being something cheap like 25 quid for the year it's not it's not meant to be people with money problems don't have loads of money yeah. so it's more about getting you on, on the hook and making sure you do it you know if you give it we, we, we toyed about making it free but the problem with free is you're not bought in because you've not handed over any money so we need to pick pay. nominal what do they pay nine nine pound a month or something for the for the for the credit score yeah well I think it's even higher now and then they do um but the, you know it's it's a takeaway I mean it's maybe not an northern takeaway it might be a southern takeaway but it's a takeaway but hopefully you know people like step change imagine if they said actually go find go try this first and come back to us in two months and honestly the first two three months it just changes the way people understand managing money because not a lot of us were taught it were we like Aww. it's not a thing that well, parents and schools it? taught you don't get taught it, do you? Unless, unless you've got somebody in your family who, or someone who's good on money, or you don't, exactly. you don't get taught how to use your money. You get, you get, get there. You go, get yourself into work, and go and get debt when you're eighteen because you can sign up for anything now. Definitely. Um, what, what has been like for you so far? Like, obviously, I know COVID. I, I, I'm sorry if this has took your answer, but like, I, I, I know COVID's been a nightmare. But in terms of not even being a mother, but from, from you as a person what's been the biggest struggle for you growing the business and, and getting to where you are now and having the confidence to go for what you want to be passionate about what would you say was the hardest struggle I think the hardest struggle was doing it on my own for so long um, because there's only so much you can do and you're only as good as what you know. What I found is as other people have either come into the business or I've used experts for certain things, like my sister joined the business in, in February and her, her talent is sales, marketing and partnerships. And so I you know, understand the product and I understand what our customers need and I understand what our vision is try and get me to sell that I'm useless yeah. like I can't you know I can speak about it all day long but tell me to monetize that so that it helps grow our company so we can help more people I can't do it so so Holly went in with the business with me and we've just flown since then the relationships we've got with you know people like Pension B and Wealthify you know that's down to Holly and then starting we've got a couple of interns helping us at the moment and they have leveled up our social and again it's not their content it's my content and Holly's content they're just much better at it than we are these like Gen Z's that you know understand how to do TikToks better and but it's just getting someone and actually time so 
it frees me up to do other things. Um, so I found that, you know, when you use community, even if it's not paid people, even if it's friends of yours and mates that might be good at something, don't be afraid to ask people and network with people because, you know, when you do, you can help them in what they're doing and they will yeah. absolutely help you. And I think that's been the, the biggest learning that don't be like, you know, on your own in it, like partner up with people because it's it can be way more fun as well. And it doesn't mean you have to build an empire and you don't need to have employees. It's more practically about don't try and achieve things on your own. We are so yeah. much better together, especially women. Yeah, don't try and do things on your own and don't waste t- your time. One biggest lesson I've learned as well is your time is more valuable than, than money. So if, if I know that there's somebody else better who's going to charge me 200 quid to do something or it's going to take me five hours to try and work it out, I'll stick to what I'm good at, you stick to what you're good at and I'll earn more money doing getting you to do it than me trying to do it like but it's hard that because one you want to keep control most people who run businesses are are a little bit of control freaks you want to keep control of everything and two you're scared to like you're scared to to give out that that money because you think well you know you don't self-employed it's not always you don't know what's coming in but it's so much better when you when you release that responsibility to somebody else who's going to do better than you are and just going like, right, that's not my issue now. I'm going to concentrate on growing this because this is what I'm good at. 100% honestly, it's been a big thing. And I think that women are more risk averse naturally. And we're also used to doing more things at once and juggling. Um, I think a man's much more quick quicker to outsource. And if you can get that balance right and start small and t- dip your foot in the water, I honestly, I think that it can be game changing for women, especially like the, the time thing, my time, you know, at the moment we're um, looking at the next phase of product development. So before I got on this call, I was able to focus on what that next phase is, what app launches and other people are having calls about other things. And if I was on those calls, having to do those things, I couldn't do the next stage of product development. So it's a steep learning curve, but yeah, get, we definitely need to work with others because you know you just people can help you so much yeah the can and sometimes unexpected ones so like you said ask never be afraid to ask for help and say look i'm shit at this can someone help like ah, this isn't what i'm yeah. can you help and even on social media and things like it's always social media is really bad for making everything look like it's perfect but you don't see how, how hard it's been to get to that point and there's no shame in it saying I'm not good at this. Can somebody else help me? And, and you might, you know, you're giving somebody else the opportunity to show what they're good at as well. 100%. Um, where, in terms of the children and obviously the growing the business, and I'm sure it's going to fly because I think it's a mint idea. I love it. Um, what what would you love them to take from, from you and what you're doing? So firstly, they, they don't have to decide what they want to be forever. I think when we went to school, you know, you had to pick what you wanted to be and you were probably going to be that for 40 years. And, yeah. um, you know, as I said, I transitioned from a career in, in law and um, that's OK. And then when I was in law, there were lots of people training with me that actually had started off doing something else and became mothers and fathers and suddenly decided actually I really wanted to do this. And so the idea that you can then you know follow a passion and start a business and you know and you could do it for a couple of years and you can change your mind that as long as you I think as long as you're feeding your brain I don't like this or you do what you love well no because work's hard sometimes and so as long as it aligns with you and it makes you content you can also have hobbies that align with you and make you content you know work work is work at the end of the days but all, I want them to know that as long as you're kind of stretching yourself, like I want them to be scratching the head and having to problem solve and feeling like they don't know exactly what they're doing. I mean, my 10-year-old my will 
she's like quite good at maths, but could is like on the cusp of the top group. And yeah. then they say, do you want to go in the top group and do the top questions? She goes, no, 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 I want to go, I want to do them. Like that is, she will take the easy road every time. And what yeah. I'm trying to do with her is go, I would prefer you to be in the next group up and get nearly them all wrong, but be yeah. there and then get yourself. everything. <laughs> yeah. And so I think pushing yourself doesn't not, not beyond, you know, not beyond unreasonable means just push yourself every single day and learn something new because we're all just sponges. And the more we know, you never know, like one day something will be the back of your brain and you go, oh, actually, I know that, or I know someone, or I've done that before. And this is, you know, sometimes we speak to people and they go, oh my God, you got it all figured out. Like, no, 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 you didn't see the seven things that we absolutely fucked up before the eighth thing that you saw, you know, you should have seen us Googling how to buy a server yeah. at 2 a.m. on in the morning. So I think that's really important for kids. And they will and they watch everything. I think the other thing with kids is people can get obsessed with with what you teach them and what you physically, you know, tell them to do. But actually they watch, you know, my three-year-old is watching our routines and she knows when brushing her teeth comes, not because we've been like, now you brush your teeth. You know, she just watches and learns and they listen to a lot, a lot more than we think. I mean, I'm um we're anti-consumer debt, so we don't have any consumer debt, but we have um obviously a mortgage. And when my 10-year-old overheard us remortgage and she went we have debt <laughs> I was like <laughs> yes we do because not a lot of people have uh, enough cash for a house but I loved that I loved that she was like horrified that we had debt in our life because she'd listened not because I'd ever told her don't get a credit card yeah. so yeah they're always watching uh, surveilling it's funny that I was so I've got some I needed I just like I've done a big fan of leaflets but I got some leaflets done for this I've got this partnership with someone and they wanted it's a waste so they wanted me to send them some later so I thought right I'll get them and you know like there's only 20 30 quid more to get like five thousand more so I thought well I'll get them and then I'll just give them out and I'll take them places they'll come in handy at some point anyway obviously my, my 10 my 10 year olds off school and I uh he said oh I'll post the leaflets I said all right okay so then yesterday he come back from posting leaflets and he's like right well uh I went, I was saying to my friend, right, we need to go to the houses that I've got the slides in and the swings, because that means I've got kids and that means that they'll need insurance. And I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hired. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? He went, yeah. He said, uh, and then what else did he say? He said, oh, and then we went to this other, this other street, because that was, that was, this, that, that was a bit more like upmarket. And I was like, oh my God, what have I created? Like, I don't even realise what I've done, but he's literally thinking all the time. But I love it because... Like you just said there, I've never sat him down and went, right, this is this and this is this. But he's obviously listening and watching what I'm doing and, and thinking ahead and thinking for himself, which is, it's, it's probably meant to make me, I was buzzing. I was so proud of him. I was like, oh my God, that's like a proud mum moment now. So proud. And like I said, they 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 are always listening and, and, and they're, they're listening and watching to bad things as well, you know, and especially, you know, I can focus on finances because that's kind of what our area is, but you know, watching you emotionally spend, watching you not budget versus watching you say, right, we can go to the cinema, but we have to take our own sweets and toffees because that's a fortune. Or would you prefer to buy all you want from the cinema, but then the next day we're going to go to the park because we can't spend everything oh, and yeah. watch how they handle that. You know, they, they watch good and the bad and that literally starts to just create their their base for thinking so you know what your boy did was gorgeous and he, he he that's helping him 
for 10 to 15 years down the line already that think about who your customer is what were they are where are they what do they look like what do they do I, mean, I didn't really think of it like that can't teach sales 21 year olds that no like it's like you I never forget when I was younger I I had a um I've got a major needle phobia and I went and seen a you know like what hypnotist and she said to me she was like trying to explain she's like your brain you probably don't even know why you've got this phobia but your brain's a canvas and imagine that your life is like you're the artist and you're painting it and this canvas is massive and you're painting it throughout the years and you you can't even see what's getting done and your canvas isn't full till you're dead and when she said it you know when something sticks with you I'm like you like Jackson there doing that yesterday that will come back to him at some point in his life subconsciously you won't even realize it but we're all like painting our own picture not realizing that it's it's building into something bigger and it's like Mm. it's so important that like what we do is is going to affect us further down the line and without even realizing it so you're right like you need to be careful of not just what you're saying but what what they're seeing because it all it all goes down onto that picture I love that I love that idea yeah, I don't, it wasn't me. I can't, I don't own the rights to that. It was some <laughs> but yeah, it, it probably stuck with me. So yeah, it helps. Um, so if people want to find you, like tell, t- tell everyone listen, like where to find you, wh- how to get in touch, how to, how to learn more. The easiest place would be Instagram. It's kind of where we live our life, you know, just with that financial. Um, but yeah, about maybe by the time you listen to this, you'll be able to search for us in the app store and check out our app. It's a free app. There'll be some premium bits for people that want a bit of extra help with their money management tools, but there's loads of stuff in there. And one of the things that we've got, you can find it from our Instagram and you'll be able to find it from our app, but we've got a free community. We've got 700 men and women in there, all kind of helping each other on their money journey. So if Instagram is a bit too public for people and you don't want people to see if, you, if you're struggling with something, firstly, like there's, there's a closed community that you, know, you can join in your own name or join in a private name and you can share and chat, but you can also DM people. So we found that's been a lovely place for people to I don't know I said get your shit together get yeah, your shit together no. but in but in a safe a safe yeah. and trusted environment so yeah looking forward to uh hopefully seeing seeing some of the listeners come and uh, achieve big things I, I hope they do anyone listening go and have a look at it because it'll, it'll help you even if you think that you're great at budget and you're probably not as great as you think so it's not doesn't do any harm does it a check um, but thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your schedule to speak to me today. I've really enjoyed it, love. No, thank you so much, Carla, for what you're doing and for, and for having us on. It was great to meet you for the first time here today.